my name is Violet and I'm obsessed with all things personal development. As a life, health, wellness, and meditation coach, I love empowering you through difficult seasons of life so you can venture and live a life you truly love. Join me as I cover topics on health and wellness, money, business, work, great relationships, not so great relationships, love, loss, family, achieving those beautiful goals, creating balance in life, growth, and so much more. Consider this your one stop on a shop for a little happy hour blended with your personal school of life. Grab a drink, get cozy, and get ready to be challenged and inspired while you learn. This is the Venture Love Podcast. Elizabeth, thank you so, so much for joining me today on the Venture Love Podcast. So honored to have you here with me today. For our listeners, you'll definitely want to check out Elizabeth. Elizabeth is a doctor of pharmacy, a founder of a functional medicine practice, and the host of Thrive Mama, which I love. Her specialty is empowering busy working mamas who feel overwhelmed, fatigued, and short on time so they can be more present, gain work-life balance, lead healthy lifestyles. So super glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and just chat with you today and get to know each other more and all that good stuff. Yeah. Super excited. I thought we could get started and chat. Currently 27 weeks pregnant. This is my first pregnancy. All the feels, you know, scary, excited. It's a roller coaster, as you know, and you mentioned you're a mama of two. So I thought we could start with maybe you sharing a bit about um, maybe your experience and your journey with being a mama, how pregnancy was. And then also, I know we were talking about postpartum because it's not something you hear a ton about, right? You hear about prepping for labor and delivery and you hear about Mm -hmm. prepping for the big day of pushing and baby. Then, you know, I think especially in America. And as I'm learning, there's not a ton of resources unless you're willing to research and dive deep and hire a doula and all the things. You don't get a ton of support. So love to hear from your perspective, your story, share more about yourself so we can all get to know you a little bit better. And yeah, so my pregnancy journey, we'll start there. So I'm a mother of a four-year-old little girl and a two-year-old little girl, and they are very like feisty, fiery, sweet young ladies. They're the light of my life. They both are. And my pregnancies, like physically, I was very healthy. However, like with my first labor and delivery, I had decided to do an epidural and, you know, I was happy doing either natural, you know, without being medicated or having the epidural or doing it with just depending on how I felt. And what ended up happening to me was I immediately had what's called a spinal headache the epidural failed. And once they injected the medication into my spine, the pain went away where it was supposed to, you know, with the cramping and all of that through the labor pains, but my shoulders and my neck locked up. And I mentioned to the anesthesiologist, I was like, you know, Hey, this is what's going on. Is this normal? Um, and he assured me that everything would be okay. Well, I went through my entire labor with this excruciating pain. I mean, 
I honestly would have rather not have gone through that and done an all natural birth, non-medicated any day. The pain on a scale of one to 10, it was, it was over a 10. Oh my God. So many things that, that can go wrong at any given time. And I know it's a, a side effect. Did they warn you that this was a thing when you, I know you have to sign to get that. You have to sign yeah. a document saying that you understand the risk. And I was in the middle of labor pain. So I didn't really read the document, of course. And, you know, I knew that there was a risk yeah. going in when you have an epidural, the pain was immediate for me. And it was just excruciating. So I, you know, I keep telling my nurses, I keep telling the doctor, you know, different healthcare providers coming into the room, like this hurts so bad. Mm -hmm. And my husband, you know, he's trying to be an advocate for me and he's so supportive. And I was in labor for 23 hours and yeah, it was intense. And she also had to be vacuum extracted, which was very scary too. I just remember like that intense pain coupled with being very scared for my child because it was either that or an emergency c-section I'm like no I've got this far pushing her mm-hmm. I'm going to get her out and just really like set my mind and body to it and of course had my husband here by my side and when everything was all said and done I mean she was she was healthy she was thriving you know everything checked out on her end mm-hmm. I go to get out of my hospital bed and go in the shower. And I, I couldn't lift my arms. Oh gosh. It was so painful. It was like my muscles were spazzing, but it almost felt like even my bones were breaking. It was just very excruciating. And I talked to, again, my husband and I tell him my pain and I, I tell the nurse and she gets the anesthesiologist back in and he, he's just ignoring me. Really? Really, he's ignoring my pain. He's saying everything's fine. I'm like, no, it's not. They gave me um, Ketorolac, which is an injectable and said like ibuprofen, but much, much more potent. Um, I tried taking a Norco, which is an opioid medication, which didn't work. I tried one and it didn't work. It just made me incredibly tired. And I was not able to care for my daughter, those first moments of her being born. I couldn't hold her. I, you know, I had to nurse her lying down. I was limited on the skin to skin and it was really hard. And then I finally had a nurse who came in, listened to me about what I was experiencing. And she's like, we have to lay you down flat on the bed. If your pain goes away, we know that it's a spinal headache. And mind you, I'm freaking out because I'm scared to move at all because I don't know what's going to happen to my body. So I'm like, okay. So she does it. And, and lo and behold, my pain was gone. So I'm like forever grateful for her because she actually listened to me. I had to, if they call it a blood patch, I'm not sure if you read anything about that with um, helping heal from a spinal headache. So I had that done and they have to put an epidural needle back in, but they inject your own blood back into your spine to allow for clotting to occur in the base of your spinal cord, which is where that typically occurs. And my headache immediately dissipated within a few minutes. Yeah. It was such an intense experience. And then a few days later it came back and 
I had to go back and do the same thing. And, you know, they put me on um, a migraine medication as well because it contained caffeine and caffeine helps with spinal headaches. So they just wanted me to try it and see, but I will be honest with you. It made me feel like I was drunk. Mm -hmm. And again, I couldn't care for my child. I'm like, I'm not going to, I can't pick her up when I can barely walk. Yeah. You know, and I'm so thankful my husband was able to be home with us for those first couple of weeks, but it was just, yeah, intense, crazy. Isn't just something that's happening to me. I know that this is guaranteed happened to other women not being listened to mm-hmm. their pain being ignored during labor. And then also like that, that inability to bond with your newborn baby, which then led me to become incredibly anxious. And I went into a postpartum anxiety, which kind of morphed into, I would say like a very mild depression and it lasted a year, but I didn't really know that I had it. I mean, I was waking up in a panic, you know, when I was sleeping, which I, I had insomnia pretty bad. I wasn't sleeping very well thinking that something was wrong with her. And I just remember telling my husband, I was trying to get her dressed one day and like, I just can't do this. I'm in tears. I'm like, I'm just not a good enough mom. And he's like, like, are you okay? Do we need to, you know, do we need to get you help? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And that kind of was like a little light bulb that went off. I'm like, okay, you know, something's going on here with me. And I ended up connecting with a family member who just had a, a baby and just talking with her and having that community support helped get me kind of out of that that heaviness that I was in. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, you went through so, so, so much. I mean, I, I know for myself and for any other first time mom, and this was your, was this your first baby? This is my first, oh, yeah. Gosh. It just sounds so traumatic. And I can imagine, I'm sure going into labor and delivery, it's traumatic regardless. I don't think you can do yeah no matter how much training or reading or preparing. And I feel like I've done a ton of it. I don't think you can ever do enough of it or ever feel as prepared. And then for all these things to, to happen. Oh, yeah, it was a lot. And, you know, being new parents and like you said, you just, you don't know what to expect. And that's a huge portion of why I'm doing what I, what I do today with women in my business is I talk a lot about, being your own advocate and also finding someone else who can be an advocate for you, especially in the healthcare setting. It is so important because you don't know what quality of a provider you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And being able to have someone to lift you up and support you who knows your needs and your wants, especially during such a vulnerable and intense experience in a woman's life is huge. Um, and that's another reason too, why I'm a big supporter of midwives and doulas <laughs> because they help you with your birth plan and really sticking to what it is you want for your labor and delivery. Oh my goodness. It sounds so intense. And it, I mean, for myself, personally speaking, I've thought about I'm not good with pain. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. And so I already have it in the back of my mind that I do want an epidural. I have, I see nothing wrong with that, but it, it is scary knowing that there are so many possibilities and, and I know every woman's body is different and everyone yeah. reacts to things differently. But yeah, I mean, hearing you say that too, it makes me question like, well, do I really want to do this? Like, you know, do I really want to put myself at risk? I guess thinking back and I know 
life is life. We can never go back. But if you could do anything differently to have things turn out a little bit better or more in your favor, Mm -hmm. or what would you recommend to maybe someone listening who's maybe going through the same kind of things? That's a hard question because like you mentioned, everyone's pain level and pain tolerance is different. If I had to go back, I would have, I would have encouraged myself not to do it. And I say that because I, I delivered my second daughter, non-medicated naturally, you know, got into those positions that I needed, but I had a totally different birth team. Mm. So they were not to say that the nurses that I had before weren't great, but because they listened, they're like, okay, you want this epidural. And that was my decision. Right. Yeah. But with my, my other team, with my second daughter, I told them my story. I told them what happened. They're like, well, we're here to enable you to do those things. And they got me into just different birthing positions. They got me on the yoga ball and like doing all these different things to help support that process. Whereas I wasn't guided as much with my first. So I think my piece of advice is to know your birth team. If there's any way for you to like go into the hospital and meet some of those nurses and then talk about your birth plan, not only with your doctor, but with the nurses as well to see if you're a right fit for each other. I think that's important. You don't know who you're going to get, but I think that's a huge part of feeling confident in your decision, no matter which way you go. So I guess that would be my, my advice for other mamas. Yeah. That's definitely good advice. And, um, I recently booked my, um, my birth doula, which I'm so, I'm already, the baby's not even here. I'm not even half, I'm I'm more than halfway through the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. but I already feel a little bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders. And I know (laughs) giving birth is ultimately going to end up being me. Right. But Mm -hmm. I, but I do agree that having the right support team around you to help advocate for you. And mm-hmm. like, I just envision, I haven't had kids before, but I just, I've watched a bajillion YouTube birth videos. <laughs> yeah. I just can't help myself. And everyone's like, stop watching those. They're not good to watch, but I can't help it. But I've learned a ton. And so I see already the benefit of having loving, caring, um, educated support team around you during one of your most vulnerable times ever I can imagine ah yeah so I think that's great that was actually one of my questions for you was well I know you've got two kiddos so how was the second experience sounds like that was and you were able to do it I mean I know women have done this a bajillion years without pain medication but and you did it and how how did you feel afterwards looking and comparing and I'm sure they were so so different from each other they were totally different, totally different experiences. And with my second, I felt like a million bucks. (laughs) I mean, you quickly forget the pain that's involved. And I was just like, I was beaming. I was so happy. I was so proud of myself. I was proud of like my husband. I was proud of my little girl. I'm like, look at us, you know, just, it was so awesome. I was up moving around the room. She was really good at nursing. She was a good sleeper. I was able to have that skin, skin to skin contact with her. And I felt on top of the world. It was amazing. So like for me, having that contrast to very, very different experiences, in my personal opinion, I encourage women to try to do it without medications. As long as there's no harm being done to mama or baby, if there's a way for you to power through it and just remember, like, you've got this, I support that so much. 
I felt so good and didn't have that anxiety or depression at all. Part of that I attribute to the labor and delivery experience, but I also decided after I had my first was to do more research in prenatal care. I didn't take an omega-3 product or really incorporate much fish when I was pregnant with my first because I got really scared of the mercury content in different types of fish. I ended up starting an omega-3 with my prenatal vitamin, but also having fish every now and then with, with my second baby. And I just actually got off of a um, interview for my podcast with a, the food doula. Her name is Lindsay Taylor. And we were talking about how crucial omega-3s are not only for pregnancy and nourishing your body and baby, but for after, for helping support your mood and preventing postpartum anxiety and depression. So I think that definitely helped. Mm -hmm. And you kind of go in, obviously knowing a little bit more about like the birth experience, what to expect after with baby. So I think I was more prepared with like meal prep and, you know, having more confidence in myself too. So that's just a little side note and like something to think about for mamas, for yourself, make sure that you are keeping your body nourished with the right types of foods is so, so, so important. I love that you mentioned that. Um, my husband, he's actually from Southern Italy. <laughs> and so oh. before we met, I just wouldn't consume a ton of fish, but mm -hmm. during his pregnancy, he's like, you got to eat more fish. And it's funny that he just knows that they, you know, they're surrounded by water and seafood and it's that constant reminder. So I'm thankful for him to mm -hmm. constantly remind me to consume more of that. But I think that's such a good thing to note that it's not just, you know, I know sometimes we think a lot of things are external, but it's, it's so important, especially when you're pregnant, because your body is changing every day and you need all of these nutrients and minerals and, and it is kind of scary and, um, being pregnant because you hear so many different things from so many different people. I mean, between my OB and other mamas that I've met and they're like, oh, this is great. Coffee's great. Coffee's not great. This is, I know. This. <laughs> so you're like, wait a minute. What do I do? Like, for instance, in the beginning of um, my pregnancy, I was dying for like a hot bath. Like just, I was yes. craving a hot bath and yeah. my baby was like, well, not too hot. Make sure it's lukewarm. And you're like, well, what, what kind of benefit am I going to get from yeah. a lukewarm bath? <laughs> but, um, but that's definitely such great advice. Um, for sure, consuming more fish and, and nourishing your body. Um, I feel for your first, you know, labor and delivery that it was so mm -hmm. difficult and um, traumatic, but I love that you had such a beautiful second experience with your, your baby girl. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of the things maybe that you were experiencing with the first, you were able to educate and nourish yourself so much more with the second. So it was just such a more, a much more pleasant experience, which I love. Or <laughs> Obviously you're a mom, so you have way more experience than I do. But I guess aside from nutrition, is there anything else that you would recommend to new mamas or soon to be mamas on just the biggest highlights that you looking back, you're like, oh, if I do this again, I'm absolutely doing this or I'm absolutely mm -hmm. saying no to that, which sounds like maybe it's an epidural, but um, what else would that be for you? Or maybe in terms of even managing, uh, balancing your, um, your emotions. I know you mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. consuming fish helped, but is there anything else that you noticed in your journey to becoming a mama that really did help and support you? Aside from nutrition, which was a game changer for me. I mean, I considered myself relatively healthy, but I 
definitely had room for improvement. I would say really initiating acts of self-care for yourself. So with my first, for example, I was so nervous to even like take a shower. I would wait till, you know, my husband got home and I would take days in between showering. And I know that sounds silly, but (laughs) that is so important for like, not only self-care, it's more self-maintenance, but just feeling like a human. <laughs> I don't know if that's your baby. Sense. Is that what you're saying? But after baby came. After baby, yeah. After baby. So with my second, I I was more confident in letting her sit in her bouncer and be in the shower, you know, be in the bathroom with me while I showered and she started crying. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So just doing like that simple thing. I know I say self-care, which really it's more self maintenance, but when you're a new mom, sometimes just that warm shower and feeling that independence from your baby is a blessing (laughs) because you are literally attached to each other so much. And also I, I would say I started moving my body more too. So because I had this spinal headache, it made it difficult for me to like get back into the swing of things. I was scared to lift any weights. I was a little nervous about how intense I could get on my workouts with my, my second born, I felt more comfortable with, you know, getting outside and taking a walk. And obviously she'd come with me and just being more, um, open to different types of movement rather than being so focused solely on, you know, lifting weights and cardio and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having those mindset shifts helped me a lot with my healing journey And also I think helped with not falling into that postpartum anxiety as well. And then meal prepping was huge too. I I didn't really do that before. And and with um, Olivia, she's my second born, I did months worth of meal prep because I had to go back to work and be full time. So I'm like, you know what, it would be so helpful if I did this for my entire family, not only myself, but for everybody. That's awesome. I, I keep hearing that now when I, every mom I talk to and doula and whoever else, I'm like, what advice do you have for me? And they're like, meal prep, freeze, freeze mm-hmm. your meals, freeze your meals. You're not going to want to cook. That's the last thing you're going to want to do when baby's here. So that's that's such, such great advice. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I feel like there's a million things I could ask of you in terms of listeners that want to learn more about you and want to work with you. How can they find you? How can they connect with you? Sure. So I hang out on Instagram and Facebook and my handle is at Elizabeth Wygant Wellness and I'm Elizabeth with an S. And I also have my podcast, Thrive Mama, where you can, you know, get more tips and tricks on health and wellness topics. Self-love is something that I've been doing a lot of interviews on and just talking a lot about. So you can check me out there too. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I know the listeners, hopefully a lot of them are mamas, mamas to be, or maybe, you know, hoping to one day be a mama and they'll learn so much from your experience and your vulnerability and you sharing, you know, your journey with us. So I appreciate it. And I thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for tuning into the Venture Love Podcast. If you love this episode as much as I did, make sure to rate and subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And if you want to continue the conversation and share your biggest takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Yes, you. 
head on over to my Instagram at violet underscore ventures to share your favorite part, grab a freebie, learn about my latest offerings, or check out my latest blog. I can't wait to connect and hear from you. This is Violet, and I'll see you next time on the Venture Love Podcast.